on 2SM and the Super Network. High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Up before the sun with a can of worms running with my friend. Scurrying down the riverbank, taking our positions on the bridge. Hoping for that red fin One pound to put in mama's fridge Where the wobbler and the dragonfly Knew us like they knew the river bend But as sure as yabbies bite your toes This boyhood story had to end Good morning and welcome to High Tide on a lovely Sunday morning after a fresh little storm last night. If you're in the southern areas of Sydney, I think the northern beaches missed that one. Mm-hmm. At um, Alan Blake with Grant Boyd and uh, no Kieran this morning. He's a little bit under the weather after having that uh, stuffed on his face to make him look like Freddy Krueger. Mm. But uh, he'll get better. So, not not uh, a happy camper. No, nah, it's good to see you talking again, Grant. It might be a little bit slurred, but we'll get through it. We'll get through it. I, I can say with some clarity that uh, we're looking at northwesterly today below 10 knots, becoming west to southwesterly early in the evening, then tending 15 to 20 knots by the middle of the day. Seas below 0.5 of a metre. That's for Sydney Harbour, Pittwater and Botany Bay, the enclosed water report. And for offshore... Anyone who's thinking about uh, doing doing that, uh, the Sydney area, of course, from Broken Bay to Port Hacking, we're looking at variable 10 knots becoming southerly, 15 to 20 knots in the early evening. Uh, seas below 1 metre, increasing to 1 to 1.5 metres during the afternoon. The swell will be out at the south, 1.5 metres, decreasing to around 1 metre in the morning. A partly cloudy day, 70% chance of a rain and the chance of a thunderstorm, but still sounds like a great day to go sailing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm- Interrupted the soccer last night, and they, they wouldn't let them back on the field because it's lightning within ten kilometres. Yeah, I hadn't heard of that one before. Was was interesting. Um, I, I'll, I'll post. Oh, hang on, I'll just give you the, give you the tides first. Sure, sorry, yeah. The uh, there was a high at uh, one fifteen this morning, one point one eight. There's a low at six thirty one this morning, point seven four. A high this afternoon at one pm, one point five eight. And a low this evening at eight pm. Look at that, all on time, point five five. So there, you are. we've got a bit of. Tidal movement, Kieran, as would, uh, Kieran would say, but uh, 1 p.m. and 8 p.m., seven hours between the tides. Exactly. There was a um, race the other day when the, the big storms came through. It was a Wednesday night, um, uh, a yacht race out yes. on Pitwater. I'm posting a photograph of it now from my balcony, looking out to what looks to be a couple of sailboats out in the water. There was lightning hitting the mountain in the background yeah, at beautiful. one stage, yeah. and they're all out there in their boats thinking, yeah, uh, what, 12 metres of, of lightning rod sticking up in the air? Probably not the best or the smartest thing to well, be doing. We've got Peter Say coming in this morning, and talking of lightning, we're out on a rally, uh, Pete and myself, and we had uh, 20-odd yachts in, in two or three years ago, and a storm came through, and you know, we're 100-odd miles to sea, 150 miles to sea, and you could not see anything. Just rain, cloud, and the occasional lightning. And 
I said, Michael and Wendy and Anne, I said, oh, at least one good thing. We've got uh, 20 lightning rods around us. One, <laughs> one of them worked. Yeah, one of them worked. <laughs> one, one of the boats, it didn't actually hit the boat. It hit it about two metres away from the boat, but it just fried everything, everything. on yeah. the boat. And it had electronic controls, uh, GPSs, the winches went crazy. They just... and. Uh, uh, the engines, late model Yanmars, with electronic controls, just fried them. And Peter actually made a couple of potentiometers up, so he had engines for really? the rest of the rally. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Peter's a grade one engineer. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. I can't wait till he comes in today. Every time that guy talks. I remember years and years ago, I got invited to a, a function back in my early days of motorsport. And I walked in and sat down and our assigned seats. And Alan Moffat came and sat to my right, and Peter Brock came and sat to my <laughs> left. And I thought, I'm not going to open my mouth for love nor money through fear of putting my foot in my mouth. Because you're just in awe of what they say. And Pete's the same. His trip to the Solomon Islands, I lived vicariously uh, with all his reports coming in and via his Facebook. It was just so good to see people getting out and living. I can't wait to hear what he's got to say. But yeah, there's a thing. Yachties will grab their iPads and their phones and they'll whack them in the stove. They believe that putting them in the stove gives them a bit more protection. I don't know if there's any fact or fiction in that, but... There you go. Uh, Brenton, my godson from uh, Golden Flight Centre, just sent... Uh, he's into cricket. He's an umpire. He said, in cricket, there is a 30-30 rule. 30 seconds from lightning flash to thunder. Yeah. So if you get lightning in the 30 seconds from that, you leave the field for 30 minutes. Wow. Okay. Didn't Interesting. know that. No. 30-30. Like, 30 seconds for thunder after lightning. That's a long way away. Yeah, it's 30 mile away. Yeah. So, interesting. Thereabouts, you know. So, yeah, that's um, that that's airing on the side of caution. I remember doing uh, a race on Sky Channel one night when I was working on Sky One from South Africa, a place called Flamingo Park. And it was the first time in my life I got to commentate on a tornado making its way down the main street. And I'm not joking at all. There was a, we're, we're watching the screen because we're waiting for information to come through. And, of course, when there's a tornado, nobody's going to be saying, oh, by the way, this race is going to be five minutes late because there's a tornado. They're all running for their lives. And we've got this cut-off shot of this tornado making its way down. And it was a legit tornado. There was nothing pretend about it. Oops. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, I haven't seen a tornado. I've, I've I've tried gone to land at places that have been willy willies there. Yeah, and you, no, I'll go around again. Yeah. I'm not going to nah, land at those. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, out of Thargaminda. Okay, Port Macquarie. Jason Isaac, Ned Kelly's bait and tackle, forty two Gordon Street at Port Macquarie. They are open seven a.m. till six p.m. seven days a week. The beach, redweed, still an issue uh, through North Beach. Um, School Mulloway, uh, about although many are undersized, so please be careful there and be very gentle with them uh, if you are releasing them. A few tailor on Lighthouse. On the rocks, a few nice tailor and brim around the Lighthouse also. Estuary, uh, a few reasonable Mulloway on both break walls. Whiting active in Lake Caddo along with school prawns after dark. Offshore, Snapper and Pearl Perch off Plumber. Mahi Mahi at the Fad. So it sounds a nice place to be at the moment. Lots of um, good areas out there to be uh, catching fish. They seem to be going pretty hard at the moment. Yes. You know, anybody, even me, could be be catching them. (laughs) I was, um, when I was up the Whitsundays last week, we're not supposed to fish off this boat because I didn't want to make a mess. So I took a little hand line with me, as you do, and uh, just had to play around. I just used bits of leftover um, bacon or bits of meat we had left over and, and cheese. And uh, I picked up this rock cod, and it wasn't that big, 
but I was bringing him up, and he's his cattlefish. He decided he wanted him more than me. Yeah. So that was great fun. Got a good photo of him. And it's nice to watch the cattlefish playing around. But uh, you just don't know what's in the water there. Absolutely true. I'm just trying to grab a story that I was reading earlier on. Yes. Um, I'll see if I can... Ah, here it is. Um, during, you know, I'm heading off to Lake Macquarie at Christmas time. Yes. And I'm going to spend some time up there. Uh, the Lake Macquarie Marine Rescue... Uh, over the the last few months have been absolutely flat out. From January until the end of November, Marine Rescue Lake Macquarie had been the busiest unit in New South Wales uh, 11 months in a row with 608 incidents in the area. 608, wow. That is, they they do a lot of of work up there. Nearly nearly 12 a week. Yeah. Yeah. Getting up there and... A lot of yachties being dragged off uh, very shallow areas, I might assume. Most of that is part of the plate. I'd love to know if it was that or if it was uh, fuel exhaustion or electrical problems or what there was. You know, I can see that photo you posted on the High Tide uh, Facebook page. Yeah. It looks as though it's a bit wet out there. It's just a touch, just a touch. That was the, the great thing was one, I knew one of the skippers on board one of the boats and he messaged me and said, oh, it doesn't matter, we're saturated. The race hadn't started yet. They were absolutely drenched, even through their wets. Oh, no, no, no. Although the weather's not too bad, you don't mind, but if it gets... You do get cold, it's surprising. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember when I did the Hobart uh, eight or nine years ago, why am I wearing fowlies and thermals and all that sort of thing? It's December 26th, we're sailing through to, you know, the first. And uh, when you get out there and you get wet and it's, you've been there for three or four hours on watch and uh, the water temperature, okay, admittedly it's in early 20s type of thing, you just cool down and there's nothing you can do to keep yourself warm. Well, I would argue you've got yes. to try the Boido trick. Okay, what's that? What, did I, what was my previous sport that I was involved in very heavily? I don't know. Surfing. Yes. So I bring my wetsuits nah. on board. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Nah. When it's Arctic, when it's Arctic, go down and whack on a wetsuit and put that put your wets over the top. You're, you're as warm as toast. Okay. Absolutely. Your feet and hands are the, and your face, obviously. You chew a wetsuit to bit on a boat. Sorry? You chew the wetsuit to bit on, bits on a boat. Everything moving here, there, and everything. Yeah, but you've got, you've got your wets over the top, so. Uh, yeah. We'd put thermals on. The thermals work. No, I'll, go, I'll stick with the wetsuit. And, and then, then trying to get the wetsuit off and get it back on every every four hours on the shift change. No, but see, if you do, here's, here's my tip, right? For the ones that, for, for stuff like that, I buy the, I was going to mention a brand name. I won't mention a brand name, but a cheaper, a much cheaper version, <laughs> right? You just get a three-quarter, right? Yeah. And you get an oversized one, so it's easy to get on and easy to get off. Okay, there you go. Hmm. It will keep you warm. Trust me. I used to, I used to ride. Um, I, I used that a couple of times, or even a lava suit. Yeah, I've got a lava suit that I used to wear on my motorbike when I, you know, do long distances and it was pouring rain. Put the lava suit on and put your bike gear over the top of it, so you've got your, you know, your hardcore protection and you're warm as toast once that lava suit warms up. You actually okay. sweat. <laughs> no worries. Okay, we'll take a break. It's the high tide in the super network.
On 2SM and the Super Network, Talking Sport. What I call the Talking Sport Melbourne Cup. What's the distance? 100 metres, no, no handicap conditions. Seriously, old blokes and calves and hammies, it, it's uh, just nut. Graham, no. I'm not spending the night in hospital, no. No chance. There goes your market, Honda, all right? Oh, jeez, you'll have to, I don't know, have to invent something else now. That went down the tube real well, didn't it? Weekdays from three. Simplest way is, you know, in the 80s, 90s and early 2000s, everything was like you've done cocaine. You've done this, you've done that. These days they run around with the, oh no, no, he's, it's uh, metabolite that bends line. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Can I just quickly send a cheerio to, uh, not that he's listening, because he runs the London Stock Exchange, Michael Liner, great Wallaby former. Um, just pulling that one out. Uh, Michael Liner running the London Stock Exchange. He does, he's a CEO. Um, so and it's a fair job. People wonder why we call him the top. Anyway. 13, 12, 69. Talking Sport. Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian-wide registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customisable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to Razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's Razorback4x4.com.au. Trying to choose new flooring, window furnishings or rugs for your home? Choices Flooring's Broomview makes it easy to find the look you've been searching for. Whatever the space or your flooring needs, simply take a photo of the area in your home and select your flooring styles, window furnishings or rugs from the thousands of colours, styles and texture options. Using Choices Flooring's Room View, you can see your selections right in your own home. Then send your favourites to your local Choices Flooring store to book a free measure and quote. Good for the game tomorrow? Nah, still trying to sell the car. Oh, give me your phone, let me do it. Yeah, good luck. Car sales, instant offer. Car sales, what? Instant offer. You can skip creating an ad, dealing with buyers and waiting for a decent offer all weekend. Is that the offer for my car already? Yep, now just take it to one of the official buyers nationwide, get it looked over and the money drops the next business day. So I'll see you at the game then? Yeah, see you at the game. Car sales instant offer, the hassle-free way to sell your car. T&C Supply. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Welcome back to High Tide with Alan and Grant in the studio. No Kieran this morning. Now, Brenton, my godson, just corrected us because we're dummies. Mm. You know, 30 miles. No, 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 no. You think about it, speed of sound is 343 metres per second, Yeah. right? So 30 times that is 10,290 metres, which is 10 kilometres, 10.29 kilometres. Well, I'm glad somebody's awake at 20 after yes. 4 well done, in the morning. Well done. Well yes. done. Yeah, he's cricket umpire. So and that's, that's good to know. So, yeah, okay, cool. I can 
you can work that out in your head because it's 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 relatively easy to work out in your head when you hear when you see the lightning and then count thunder to give a an idea of roundabout where the storm is from your current location. When you see the lightning in that crack of thunder at the same time, you duck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had a, a few late. of those out on pit water. It's a bit late by then, by the way, too. <laughs> no, no. It's just a challenge, isn't it, Bradley? Bradley Ekman, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Not bad. What yourself? Do you, what do you do when you have lightning when you're out in the boat? No, I don't like it. I sort of go the other way if I can. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> go home. Yeah. Uh, well, no one likes being out in a boat when it's like that. No, no, you're a big lightning rod and it's not good. How'd you go yesterday, Bradley? Uh, I caught a few uh, nice little snappers and got a nice trag and just a few bottom fish like nanny guys and uh, a few tailor around and trevally and all that sort of thing. It was... Yeah, it was it's a good day, but could have been a little bit more. The current was going a little bit north. It was yesterday, and the water quality wasn't quite as good as what it was, you know, like the other day. So it got a feed and had a beautiful day, but, yeah, that was about all we could do. It was anyway. Yeah. Okay. That's a... There's a few nice flathead around out there, the blue spot sand flatheads as well, around the edges of the reef. You picked up a couple of them. They're, they're always good. Yeah, they're one of the best eating fish, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, we like to catch a few of them if you can, that's for sure. Oh, well, what are you doing today? Uh, we're going out marlin fishing today. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll be a good day out anyway. Big day out on the shelf trolling. Yeah, how, how long does it take you to get out there? there? How long does it take you to get out there? Oh, it's about 26 miles, so we'll probably travel for an hour and a half, and then we'll uh, pull up and put our lures in and start looking around and trolling around anyway, and... Yeah, we just look for the signs of life out there, like the birds and the bait fish and see what the currents are doing and everything. So, yeah, and then we just sort of um, pick a patch of, you know, water where there's, you know, a bit of action and we'll just sort of um, hang around there all day and sort of see what comes along. Sounds like a bit of fun. Yeah, I'd say. We've been out during the week and there's a bit of action out there, so... Hopefully there'll be a bit of action out there again today. Brad, uh, Alan and I were just chatting about um, the amount of um, rescues and operations that Marine Rescue Lake Macquarie um, had done. Um, with you know, Not being official, but just based on what you see out there, what are, what are the common mistakes and problems people are making to get themselves into trouble? What, what have you seen and what have you heard along the grapevine? Oh, I think running out of fuel is a... You know, that's not a good one. You know, that happens a bit, I think. And also, um, I'd imagine it'd be a few flat batteries and sort of lack of maintenance, obviously, but the flat batteries in the lake, you know, when people stay out overnight, they sort of um, use all their battery power and then um, by the time they wouldn't come home, it's like not good enough to start their engines. Yeah, that's why dual batteries are a good system, a good system mm. to have on board a boat. One house battery, one start battery. So you've got a crossover point because if we're adding more and more electronics to the boat all the time, you need more and more reserve power. And they may yeah. not they may not chew much, but when you stack them all on top of exactly each other, right. it turns out to be quite substantial. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that'll be the biggest one, that's for sure. But yeah, that's the biggest one, that's for sure. But also, you know, the lakes. Um, like really, really big in size. Actually, you know, it's like six times bigger than Sydney Harbour and that. And then, um, you know, people might be running around 
you know, going here and going there and they might tow their kids scurping or something for a little while and just they don't, just don't understand, you know, just think, oh, we've got enough fuel, we've got enough fuel and then next minute it's a little bit windy and you sort of want to come home and you're going to use a little bit more fuel into the wind sort of thing and they run out. It's a, yeah, it's a bit of a... Not a good look anyway there when that happens. But and, and I, I hope it happen a bit. Brad, I hope all the people uh, heed the maritime warning for Lake Macquarie between Christmas and New Year's too. Uh, it's yet to be released, but they will announce that I'm coming up there with my boat, so stay out of the water <laughs> or hide as quick as you can. Oh, yeah, dear. Yeah, no, I'm there, but um, I'm sure the jet skis will be happy to see you. Have, oh, you, have you, put, you put their number on speed dial, have you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and, and being a cautious individual like I am, I've got my house radio on, on board the yacht, yeah. and I've got two handhelds as well just in case. Now, ha- hang on, hang on. Are you getting a pair of marriage savers for you and the boss? No, I'm going to use the – well, see, the boss isn't going to do anything on the boat, so there's no, no marriage to be saved there. I've got to do the whole lot. But yes. <laughs> and for those who don't know what marriage savers are, they're an intercom system that yachties tend to use, and people with big boats as well, not just yachties, uh, where um, you put the headset on and you're able to communicate with it, the it, other person. It's not like a radio we're going to push to talk. It's computer voice activated, two-way, voice activated uh, continual hear and listen. So you can be doing something with it, pulling an anchor in mm. or putting a rope in, and it saves yelling. Yeah. Yelling uh, normally leads to arguments. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like... Okay, do it now. Don't yell at me. That's the one. And when they're standing Darling. 40 or 50 feet away and the wind's blowing. Darling, can you just push that red button, please? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. No worries, darling. Bye. <laughs> that, that's right, isn't it, Brad? Yeah. <laughs> if people want to book with you, Bradley, where do, how do they do it? Uh, just give us a telephone call on 0437 or... Just send us a message on our Facebook or Instagram page. On the social medias, Renegade Blue Water Charters. You have a great week. We'll look forward to catching up with you next weekend. You too. Thank you very much. Thanks, Gentlemen. Bradley. Have a great day. Okay, bye. Just an update on the weather before we go to that break. Uh, it hasn't really changed that much. Sydney coastal variable about 10 knots becoming southerly, 15 to 20 in the early afternoon. Seas around one metre increasing to one to one five. During the afternoon, swell southeastly about one metre, partly cloudy, 6% chance of showers, a chance of a thunderstorm. I thought we had that last night, a thunderstorm. Uh, Peter Sayer, good morning. Variable about 10 knots up your way, sea below one metre, swell southerly around one metre, mostly sunny, chance of a thunderstorm. We go down south, Ulladulla down to Montague Island, when the computer will talk to me. Doesn't want to talk to me. And there it goes now. South to southwesterly, 10 to 15. Tenny south to southeastly, 15 to 20 in the late morning. Sea below 1 metre, increasing 1 to 1.5 during the morning. Swell southeastly, 1 to 1.5 metres, decreasing to around 1 during the afternoon, then increasing to 1 to 1.5 by early evening. Cloudy, 90% chance of showers and the chance of a thunderstorm. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me how long it would take me to get there at the speed of sound. Well, it's the, the, that was the actual <laughs> forecast, word for word. <laughs> Takes you all day to read it. <laughs> take a break. 
Talk tonight with Gary Stewart. Immigration Minister Andrew Giles said bail breaches will be criminalised for those detainees impacted by the decision. Before the High Court's decision, breaches were of visas could be met with ongoing detention, but that is no longer possible for detainees impacted. Person's guilty of a heinous crime. Oh, gosh, I'm with you. Look at look at the Barney bombers, for argument's sake. Yes, they're not citizens of Australia. They shouldn't be incarcerated in Australia. They should go back to their own country. Talk tonight. The irony is that this person is now taking advantage of a high court decision mm-hmm. to roam Australia as a free individual. Mm-hmm. It really is, morally speaking, quite disturbing. Talk tonight with Gary Stewart. I certainly would sign a petition, but would it do any good, Gary? Well, it would join a lot of other countries who are now doing the same thing, getting oh, the okay. message to Israel that there needs to be a ceasefire. Gary Stewart, weeknights from 8pm. Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL Kit Home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. There's a conversation going on. It's a conversation that will never end. Radio 2SM is at the centre of it all, connecting you to what really matters, to the issues you care about. To the debate you want to be part of. This is Radio 2SM. For the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, try Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockist, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040 Get a great deal more with Kubota's in-stock catalogue. Check out Kubota's excavators, mowers, utility vehicles, generators and tractor range, which perfectly match to Kubota's land pride attachments. All available for immediate delivery. Let Kubota help to get your property ready for summer. With package deals, competitive finance rates and extended warranties, there's never been a better time to get yourself into a new Kubota machine. Visit kubota.com.au to view the in-stock catalogue now. 2SM, Sydney's Talking. 2SM, 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Ah, Welcome back to High Tide with Alan Blake and Grant Boyden. A report from the Complete Angler at 938 Woodville Road out at Villawood. And uh, he's saying out there that um, with the weather's been up and down again, uh, but it's officially summer, so fingers crossed it settles down. There's only 24 hours, I'm sorry, 24 days, actually less than that now, about 22 days till Christmas. The fishing has still been good. There's um, pity the weather has not been the kindest over the last couple of weeks. Everyone agrees with that, especially that storm last night. Uh, The offshore kingfish have uh, been the most impressive with some kings being over the magic one metre mark. 
Live bait's been the best with slimy mackerel, a pick of choice. But jigs in the 200-gram size have also been effective uh, if you like a workout. The deeper reefs tend to be fishing better, such as the 12-mile, the Peak, Long Reef and Balambi. But uh, we've just started to get some reports of the shallower reefs, which uh, makes it a bit easier for smaller boats to get out amongst them. The reefs uh, have still been fishing well for snapper, flathead and trag. The fads are holding dolphin fish and small kingfish already, although the majority of them are undersized. Uh, but there's still been a few fish in the 90 centimetre to 1 metre mark. But with the early start of the season on the fads and the very warm weather this year, I think it's going to be a great year. In the harbour, there's been a lot of activity. Uh, Taylor and salmon schools have been showing up around North Head for a bit of fun with lures or trolling. Well, there's plenty of kingfish activity around Balmain, the piers, which is Welsh Bay, Chowder Bay and Middle Harbour. Surprisingly, squid has been uh, easy to catch, which could be the reason they're seeing so many kingfish back in the harbour this year. In the Parramatta River, uh, the rain has affected the fishing upstream and the Wharf Road area. But around Gladesville, uh, still fishing quite good. Brim and Flathead have been very active with plenty of school dewfish around, in particular in front of the ferry wharves. Uh, please be careful. Don't anchor in front of those. Let the ferries come and go as they need to. And if you are fishing the wharves, please clean up after yourself. Botany Bay has seen a lot more kingfish activity with Monolay Point and the Cairns starting to produce some fish regularly. Taylor schools have also been spotted around Tower and Kernel, all feeding on the surface, so there's a bit of fun to be had there. Trevally and Flathead have been around in the drop-off at the Novotel and George's River. Uh, have still, mouth the George's River, still seen plenty of Lutterick and Brim are still after the rain. Port Hacking has some impressive whiting along the sand flats at Grace Point and Main Bar. There's also seen some kingfish activity at Lily Pilly from the wharf at First Light. Hawkesbury has had plenty of skilled dewfish caught, but many again are undersized. Uh, Mid River seems the best place, particularly around the road bridge at the change of tides. Uh, one of the tricks there is to use a longer leader. Uh, with if the current is running. Hair tail has still been captured and crabs, both mud and bluesomers, are very active. So that's uh, Mike at the Complete Angler, 938 Woodville Road at Villawood, and also third story in the Dimmicks building at George Street in the city. Worth going and taking a look at both places. Somebody would have been listening to that with uh, bated breath is uh, Bobby Dean because he fishes those areas quite regularly. Did you get out yesterday, Bobby? Good morning to you. Bottle shop was open. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into that. Yeah, with your chin, mate. With your chin. Yeah. Mate, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of update. The complete angular city, mate, is now open from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday. Yep. Yeah, I noticed that yesterday in Facebook. Uh, you go and harass the guys from there. I, I was thinking that it was more probably to the fact that you're that, their number one customer, <laughs> to be honest. No, that went out a few years ago, but when Tim Simpson and uh, Chris Beatty were the managers afterwards, yeah, it uh, cost me a lot of money. <laughs> you uh, isn't it, uh, I've never seen a sport where you spend so much to get something for free, well, outside sailing, I suppose. Uh, perception of mine, mate. True, true. Yeah, now, when we left you yesterday, you said you were going to uh, ring around to a few of your friends and um, and grab a bit of an update. What did you find? Freshwater sides, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, my nephew didn't do so well at Windermere off the shore, chucking lures with his son. Yeah. Um, but he said, um, the blokes in boats are killing it. I'm not. 
on the Yellow Belly. Nice. So, uh, you know, and the usual thing, Thompson's Creek, Wallace, Lyle, Oron are all fishing quite well for trout. Um, no doubt, you know, the Western Lakes are, are doing just as well for natives. Yeah. You know, Burrandong, Wangla and the like. Yeah, head down. Uh, PJ is catching fish, but now it's predominantly kayak bound or electric bowed. Means that you know, got heavy weed growth around the edges. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Mind you, it does provide for a lot, a lot, a lot of cover for food, which is essential. Um, so it's, you know, it's a really nice passing trout, but brown and rainbow in there. Um. In the snowy mountains, well, they're still going crazy. And, you know, they've been getting really good rain all week. Yesterday morning when I checked, they'd had 20-odd mil overnight. Yeah. So I checked my mate's place at Cookwell during the week, and he'd, he'd had about a total of about 120 mil. With the snowies, uh, Bobby, does it, if... if I'm just thinking back to winter and, and, and snowfall. More snowfall make better fishing come spring or less make yeah, better? Well, yeah, you always get a rise in water levels. Yeah. And, and a churning of the bottom too, which I think would help. Ah, oh, yeah, not so much a turning of the bottom, but uh, it's an influx of cold water. Um, and, you know, it, it's just any, any rise in lake levels generally whether it's a trout or other freshwater fish, they come in the forage edges. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got these floods on the south coast, like we were saying yesterday, go and fish the beaches. Well, the bottom end, you know, like the estuary systems now, the water levels are dropping. Mm. You'll get an influx of uh, high salinity water. With that, the fish will start to move back in. Um, I found from, from experience, whiting uh, have a reasonable tolerance for fresh at times. I don't know for how long. I know I've caught them uh, at Melpera, and there's been lilies floating down the river. Yeah, you know, you know. So, and I got a, I got my bag limit in no time, and I also caught a bloody silver perch. Uh, you know, just one of those things. Yeah, and 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 the Noah's arks—they don't mind a bit of fresh water from time to time. They're happy to move up into it. There was a thought process that um, they were using the fresh water to get rid of, um, um, what would you like organisms on their on their yeah, body parasites. parasites. Thank you. Um, I, I don't know how much. <laughs> I'm certainly not a marine biologist, but I know that you know, particularly the Georges River. There's been a couple of times. There's been some decent-sized sharks spotted well up there. Uh, uh, this this uh, winter, yes, winter spring. Um, yeah, one of my mates seen one up. I'm talking not far from Chipping Norton Lake. Yeah. Um. And he's, uh, he's seen a few swells on the surface that he's, uh, he said you couldn't have been anything else. Yeah. Um, but, mate, it's nature. 
Mm. The food sources there, they'll go there. Yeah, it's 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 while it's difficult to work out, it's actually not that difficult to figure out because they're going to go where the food is, and if there's no food there, they're not going to be there. Pretty much, and that that doesn't matter whether it's on the beach or in the river or offshore chasing marlin, yellowfin, snapper. You know, you listen to Laurie. What are you saying with the guys chucking plastics in the right? Find the bait and you find a snapper. Yeah. And it's just so true. Everything goes hand in glove. Good point. So, one thing you were talking about earlier with the storms. I yeah. remember being the outside of Botany and we fished late and then we caught the storms a series. Back in the day, Alan, that uh, the old GMA radio had the gauge in it. Yes, yeah. Mate, and, and when you're fairly close to the storm, the go just went straight up and sat on five watts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you know, and I'll tell you, when you're in a 16 foot tinny, a couple of 16 foot outriggers on it. <laughs> yes. You know, and you're, you're sitting 20 plus miles offshore, and it's got dark, and the only light you get is from lightning. No. You know, it's not good for you, undies, mate. No, it's not. But, uh, you're in the lap of the gods out there. Oh, mate. I remember sitting off a little reef. PJ knows where it is off, off um, North Wales, and there was a yacht coming into Broken Bay, and uh, we got hit by a storm, and he was going literally going backwards, and he had the motor running. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing he was doing, mate, was pointing into the wind. Yeah. It was screaming down the river. It's a, it is actually a very tricky area because, um, the, especially in a in a a more, I'm going to say nor'easter, but I'm going to go more east on the nor'easter, so east nor'east if you like. Um, there's so many hills and valleys leading down into pit water that the the you'll be like eight knots of wind one minute and. 15 knots, well, 20 knots of wind the next. Only funnel, because the yeah, way it's funneling, yeah. It's, funneling. it's quite it's quite fun. It's quite tricky. You're sitting there next minute, boom, over she heals. Yeah. The, you know, caviar falls on the floor and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's for you pit water people. But you get used to watching the colour of the wind. You get to see the dark patches on the, the water. water. Yeah. And we'll see what goes on. Yeah, it's awesome. Bobby, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. No, no worries, gentlemen. I'll we'll catch you next weekend. Okay. Have a great day, Bobby. Cheers, mate. Okay, bye. Bobby Dean, we'll take a break. This is the High Titan Super Network. 2SM has Sydney talking. Wake up with Richard King. In your opinion, big business with price gouging is responsible for the inflation we're experiencing at the moment, Kevin. If all those people were just a little bit less greedy, how much better off would we be? Then from 9am, the king of talkback radio, John Laws. I think you're an idiot. You're a stubborn fool. <laughs> Right, okay. I just thought I'd give you something to think about. Okay, well, it has. It's uh, got me thinking about stubborn fools that make stupid statements, and you're one of them. Afternoons with Brent Bultitude. What he needs to do, though, I believe, as the Prime Minister, is own up and say, look, I can't deliver on this promise. Talking sports. Weekdays from three. Happy? I know, I'm just saying. We're not talking about a pup here. He's been around for donkey. Talk tonight with Gary Stewart. They've been screaming out for help here. State government's not listening. Neither is the local council. 2SM has Sydney talking. 
Want accurate weight and ADG for every animal in your mob or herd? Consider True Test Walk Over Weighing. It's precision livestock farming where you can capture weights on every animal, not just a selection of them. With automated weighing and drafting you can trust, you can make decisions on your top and bottom performers with ease. With 24-7 support every step of the way. Get True Test Walk Over Weighing working for you. Phone 1-800-248-774 or visit truetest.com. Hi, I'm Patrick Dangerfield. How good is getting out on the water? But what if something happens to your boat or jet ski? You want to know that you can count on your insurance. That's why I choose Club Marine. Boat insurance by people who know boats. Club Marine is Australia's largest provider of boat insurance with more than 50 years' experience. So if you're looking for flexible cover options, exclusive member benefits and fantastic claim service, look no further. Get a quote at clubmarine.com.au and discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. TMD available at clubmarine.com.au. Read the PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. Today I'm talking to Tracy, who is one of Arbor Vitae's many happy customers. Hi, Tracy. Hello, Lee. When did you start taking Arbor Vitae and what for? I'm a cake maker by trade and suffered with sore hands for years, which is a common issue for my fellow bakers. They know how debilitating it is. A friend suggested I tried Arbor Vitae and I can't believe how well it's worked for me. What benefits have you noticed from Arbor Vitae? It was after my second bottle that I noticed the difference. My pain has all but disappeared. It's like a magic potion. I'm able to work with no pain. No stretch of the truth. It's worked so well for me. It's wonderful to hear how much of a positive impact it has had on your life. Thank you for your time, Tracy. Arbor Vitae is an easy-to-take daily supplement that may help manage some of the most common health disorders caused by inflammation. Arbor Vitae health supplements are now available at Chemist Warehouse, Australia's cheapest chemist. Visit arborvitae.com.au. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. News, sport, talk. 2SM 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only 14 minutes away from five here on High Tide. Well, we finally got Mr. Ross O'Brien, the captain. Apparently, uh, it was a little bit wet down his way last night. Oh, only for a few minutes. You're a sook. <laughs> yeah, well, the phone didn't like it. <laughs> yes. You guys rung me three times and I never heard one ring. I thought, gee, they're running a bit late. I might ring them up. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was a shocker, mate, down here last night. There it is. Yes. Lightning. Fire and lightning. Very, yes. very frightening. Very, very frightening? Very, very, very frightening. Okay. Yeah, sort of put a bit of a damper on today, too, because we got quite a lot of rain last night, mate. I don't know how much on the chart at Kayama, but yeah. up here, I'm, you know, I'm only just a jamboree, so usually we get what they get and they get what we get, so, so yeah. far out. Yeah. Real, 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 real hell of a lot. Yeah. Water, mate. I'm, I'm not going to have to fill my tanks for a while this summer, I'll tell you. That's good. Wow. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it saves me a few bucks, yeah. Well, that's what it is. And the water tastes nicer, the rainwater, than what it is when you get the water truck in. Yeah. Oh, delivered, yeah. Yes. When you get delivered, it's yuckapoo. Yeah. 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 And always complains, got the chloride, fl- chlorine taste to it. Mm. Yeah. It's a bit of fluoride. Yeah. 
it's amazing how you get spoiled with something simple like, you know, getting your, your waters fresh. Well, you're not paying you know. $3.50 for 600 mils of it either at a shop. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, I got, what, what did I get? Okay, I got 10,000 10, litres. Okay. 200 bucks. What I love, what I love, Ross, is you go up to one of those vending machines and a can of soft drink that contains artificial colours, artificial flavours, stacks of sugar, etc., etc., will be a dollar eighty, and a clear bottle of water at the same size as three dollars. <laughs> you go, hang on, six hundred ml of water with stuff in it is cheaper than six hundred ml of water. Yeah, well. Uh... There'd be a reason for that. Be yeah, they're ripping us off. <laughs> they're ripping us off, mate. Yeah, there'd be some, uh, you know, a grant from Canberra about that. If you put that in, well, you know, because it's better for you or some crap. <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm uh, I'm a bit down on Canberra at the moment. They're rough. Uh, they're struggling a bit in my eyes. I think uh, quite a few people are feeling that way globally about politicians, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, my dad warned me that always vote for one that uses Vaseline. Because <laughs> the, they're all going to do you. Absolutely. Look... I know it, I shouldn't have said that on air, but I hope I didn't offend anyone. No, no. The, and I mean, the thing is that the, the one good thing that we have about fishing is we can go out and we can forget about all of those problems and just oh, sit there and enjoy our time. That's right. Now, going, getting back to what I should be talking about, north-west, north-east, we tend to 15 knots, and north-west to south-west early in the morning. Now, they've got the sea below one metre, Increasing to one to one point five around midday. Sow easterly swell uh, one to one point five, and partly cloudy. Eighty percent chance of rain or showers. Um, how's that? Part, partly cloudy, eighty percent chance of showers, then chance of thunderstorms. Yeah. So uh, yeah, be very careful in thunderstorms out there. Very careful. They can hit you. We had one hit signal and threw everything out. Yeah? Uh, yeah, we lost everything. We lost all the nab gear, you know. Did you, uh, did you have any electronics on your motor, i.e. did your motor stop as well? No, no, no. no. We had original motors in the signal, so there wasn't a problem. You know, they were all dated. Yeah. Um, so they just went when you turned the button and they stopped when you turned it off, you know. Not like the new ones, but I won't mention that because Alan will get up there about it. <laughs> well, it'd, be, it'd be like, I suppose after something like that, it'd be like going back to the old days uh, when you first kicked off when you didn't have all that gear. That's right. That's right. Exactly. But we were, we were fishing out there one day and um, uh, one of the other boys was... Out with us, we were doing our second trip for the day, and yeah. um, he got struck by lightning. I was sitting, well, we turned around and put a bow into the wind. It was just a squall that come through, and there was an almighty bang, and everyone, you know, you, you did what? And uh, yeah, when we looked across, he, I, I had run him on his phone because 
um, all these electronics went, these lights, everything went uh, from the strike up the top. So uh, he got he he got it all replaced with his insurance, but uh, mate, we were we were stones throw from him. So yeah, I was we were lucky of missed us and could have jumped across. I was screaming and yelling um, during the commercial breaks at Kieran the other week when he kept saying that. Um, you know, if you if you're out and you, you you you're out and about and you see a thunderstorm, lie your rods down on the deck. Oh, definitely. Right. Wait. What about that giant mast I've got? Yeah, well, I, then you're a yachty. That's your problem. I, I can't lie that down across the deck. Hey, he's starting to sound like a yachty now, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got it all worked out now, mate. <laughs> okay, the next so thing he's... Be, next thing Alan will be. Geez, I'm glad I sold that bloody thing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's not like that. That's no problem. Uh, so we just had an extra walk into the studio. Peter Sayers here. Morning, Peter. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Peter. Yeah, I thought we'd roll up. We're listening to the um, lightning strikes on the way in. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were uh, running beside a uh, catamaran one day. Uh, we're doing a rally out through the Coral Sea. There's a vessel called Mint. That's and it. Um, it had a lightning strike that hit near it. It didn't actually strike it. Yeah. But this boat had every piece of electronics that you oh. could imagine, including the engines and the throttles and the winches, that sort of stuff, were all electronic driven. And everything failed. The winches wouldn't winch in. So for but the, 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 actual, main the main winches on the, on the aft deck of it, which electronic fused, and they just went crazy. So if ropes would have been on, it would have been interesting. Mm. Yeah, but. and then from there, the um, engines had uh, uh, electronic controls. They wouldn't work. Um, there wasn't a, barely a single scrap of anything on there. There was a, a young bloke on board, though, who um, flew into the uh, the action, and he put a drone up, and he said, well, we'll fly the drone and we'll, f- we'll follow the drone for a little while while we sort this all out, which was a, a brilliant move. And um, eventually they sorted it out, and they caught up with the rest of the fleet and were able to follow the fleet in. Um, I went over to have a look at it, and I can tell the electronics were above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> but they actually they followed one of the other boats, and it was Cap Mizzou for the night. They just followed the stern light. Yeah, that's it. They had nothing else. Wow. They had a, an iPad. <laughs> that was about it. And yeah. it was a forty-eight uh, foot Granger, two thousand eighteen model. Yeah, beautiful. It was a hundred and twenty thousand dollars insurance claim. Mm. I mean, it's scary how reliant we've become on the electronics. Well, actually, I was talking to some uh, insurance people the other night, and one of the boats here in Sydney Harbour, Southern Cloud, I don't know if you've seen it, Peter. <laughs> I know it's about a 120-footer, triple-masted, beautiful yacht thing. It's had three lightning strikes in the last five years. Yeah. <laughs> three. <laughs> There's a chap I was reading about one time, and he was advising people what to do and how to avoid lightning strikes and this star-type, uh, antenna arrangement on the roof which is like um, the spikes meant to yeah. get rid of the, the lightning Ben he's an expert because he's had seven lightning strikes <laughs> <laughs> what about they, they talk about putting chains on and doing things like, there's no way you're going to funnel all that power in. it's going to go wherever it wants to go well Captain Cook did in the Endeavour yes and he was down around uh, South Africa there I think it was and they they um, uh, they put into a bay and there was lightning coming and he pulled chains up the mast yeah. Yeah. and uh, that did uh, attenuate the um, activity of the lightning when it did get struck yeah. uh, as many of the boats there did but that um, that sent the current down into the water. But they didn't have electronics on board that we have. No, no, not quite. <laughs> Poor Captain Cook, he lost his GPS. <laughs> <laughs> what he would have done for one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he probably would have been out of a job. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, very, that's the problem there. Yeah, very quickly. You've got to remember something with Captain Cook. He was one of the greatest navigators of all time. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, he had a he had a, a dream, uh, a good run until he went to that island off us there. Yeah, well, he was unlucky with that one. It's because he lost that mast and went back to get the timber, and they thought instead of a god, he was a devil. That's why they they killed him. Yeah, yeah. Oh. that was a bummer for him. It sure, it sure was. Mm. But he was lucky in a lot of the other places where he nearly got wrecked at different times. R- read Rob Mundell's book; it is a oh, good book. How many yeah. times did he almost run aground? Or how many times did he run aground? <laughs> oh, you can't knock him. How many times do you almost run aground now when you've got oh, a GPS yeah. and, we've got all and charts? Yeah. And, um, yeah. No, there's a place hey, called Australia out there. <laughs> he did two hundred and twenty odd thousand nautical miles in his three circumnavigations of the world. Hmm. And you think about that 250 years ago. It's just unbelievable. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's scary stuff. Mate. It is. Okay, Roscoe. Yeah, didn't get much in this morning, but anyway, um, get out there. I think it'll be all right today, but geez, it was a hell of a storm last night. It's going to be a lot of fresh water, mate. Okay, no worries. Right, see you guys. Thanks, see you, Roscoe. Okay, Captain Roscoe from down south. That storm, if you're north of Sydney Harbour, you wouldn't have even got the storm, I don't think. No, and I'm facing the other direction, so I didn't even see it. We saw a small one go over the central coast, but it was nothing. Yeah, no, there was a a good front come through. Okay, well, uh, we're going to talk to after five o'clock. Maybe Laurie McAnally and Peter Sayers in the studio. Pete, excited about this. 13, 12, 60, 90, if you want to call and want to know anything about the uh, Solomon Islands.